0: This is F Society IRC Podcast, a Mr. Robot Show. I'm your moderator of this chat, Hirosha Scheib. Please note that this podcast will have spoilers. In this chat, we will discuss the underlying themes, historical influences, inspirations, technology, ethical dilemmas, and other inspirational insights we have gleaned from each episode of the first season of Mr. Robot. We will be bringing on experts to share their insights and knowledge with us in each chat. We will also be reviewing each episode of the first season, as well as the second season when it premieres. We are awake, we are free, we are alive for F Society IRC Podcasts. Society IRC chat. This again is your moderator, Rosa Scheibe, with a new thread in which we are going to discuss my uh, personal theory, uh, which is a bit of far out, but I think there's enough that has been revealed and shown on the show that there's a bit of a meat to this particular theory. Uh, but before we get into what I call the Watership uh, Conspiracy Plant Theory, or the Watership Town Plant Conspiracy Theory, uh, we're going to have to set the table by explaining some of the terms that have been already revealed on the show, uh, some of their real-world inspirations, to kind of understand how everything kind of ties in together. First, we're going to talk about how already, uh, I'm not going to name all 12 episodes, but the episodes that have been thus far been published um, have all had encrypted designations, indicating that this particular theme for this season is about things that are hidden I guess you can say with this particular show you have whatever Philip Price and White Rose are doing is hidden the plans that F Society is is hiding the fact that Mr. Robot is hiding what has happened during those three days those blackout days from Elliot it's all about you know hiding secrets and most importantly the fact that F Society and the Dark Army, which was revealed uh, in Episode Five, Logic Bomb, encrypted the E Corpse servers. So encryption is very key to this, as I say, to this season. And so that's why the designated files for in the ending of each episode, like Unmask, which is to Unmask .dot uh, tc, which is TrueCrypt, uh, which we talked about uh, when we reviewed that show, is key to all the episode endings. Versus last season, in which the files had associations with uh, video format, if you will, almost like a movie. Uh, so, you know, what is going on with uh, Mr. Robot seemed very movie-esque or movie-like during that during that season with the whole kind of a caper and mysteries and revelations during that particular season. So we're going to talk about the file designations here. Uh, you have, in Unmasked again, it was True Crypt. The designation is T.C., ChronoPanic had KSD, which keeps safe encrypt. Int1 had ASIC, which is an Android secure engagement file. And the latest episode, Logic Bomb, which is designated HC, is a VRCrypt encryption app, which is very similar to TrueCrypt, and you can say almost a, a replacement for that program when it comes to encrypting and encoding files. Now, there has been a number of slight revelations in the journal that Eliot has done in which he is writing various codes or it looks like code is being written. There may be some type of uh, a monomic, I can't say it, but a memory trick where you you put a string of words together, a monomic, again I can't pronounce that word, but a method upon which you can remember that might have an explanation why his journal is named Red Barrel. But there's all these various hints concerning that, that might reveal the encryption key that you utilize to unlock those eCorp servers, because without that key, you can't, you can't garner the information, and I'm not sure at this point in time it's been revealed or whether or not the Dark Army has a key and Elliot has a key, uh, do they have the keys to their own encryption, because it is revealed in Logic Bomb which I didn't believe was the case, but it appears that Dark Army went along with the encryption of the E-Corp service as well. You know, who has the keys? Could Elliot hold the keys for, for both servers, the ones in China and ones in, in E-Corp, or is there a half and half situation? Because as Elliot stated, you know, hackers don't trust people. There's, there's not really much trust among that type of uh, individual. But as we're a- Building the case here uh, for this theory, we need to cover some of the terms that have been utilized and the components, I think, that make for the Watership Town plant conspiracy something that may be happening on the show. So you have Philip Price and White Rose. They are together. Uh, We saw that in last season, and there's been a a bigger buildup of that relationship this season, where obviously they're there in community. In communication with one another they have a strong familiarity with one another as it was revealed in in it one uh but most importantly what we're we're seeing is they have some sort of plan together we don't know that it has anything to, to do with the dark army and a society plan if there's a tie-in there because the linkage is white with white rose if they're doing a manipulation on their part or, or taking advantage of an opportunity A lot of it is very hazy, very ambiguous. We we really don't know what's going on here. What we do know is that White Rose, uh, in her civilian role, she is the head of cybersecurity, a a security minister within the Chinese government. So she's part of the 1%. She's part of the echelon, the the elite. This is something that's been very confirmed. Uh, And we also know that there's business ties, and that business ties has to do with a plant. Now, the only plant that has ever been really truly mentioned on this show is the Watership Town plant. That is a plant that Elliot's father and Angela's mother worked at. That is a plant that there was a leakage that ended up causing uh, Elliot's father, Edward Anderson, to have cancer, to have leukemia, and um it's safe to assume the same thing happened to Angela's mom and the result of their death as a result of cancer. Though there has been strong hints and suspicion that maybe possibly Elliot's father didn't actually die from leukemia. But what we do know is that both of these individuals are dead and they have ties to that particular plant. Now there's been a series of lawsuits that have been going on concerning that where, you know, survivors of, you know, perhaps survivors who were worked at the plant had you know, beat the cancer and are trying to get some kind of money out of it because, you know, they were poisoned. The, the relatives and the families, in this case Angela, um, as, a, as a survivor, as a daughter of a mother who died from the Watership Plant, are suing E-Corp to get some kind of compensation. And in these lawsuits, as it has been revealed in, in it, one is that the, the Watership Township plant, E-Corp does not want a third party to... Check out the safety of that plant, which means either that plant is still operational or for some reason they still they just don't want anyone bothering that particular plant for whatever reason. Now we know that uh, Philip Price and White Rose spoke of the plant and how they they wanted to keep keep it going. Uh, We don't know what, what purpose or if that is the same plant. It could be a different plant, but I'm thinking it is the same plant. And that there's something about the Watershed Town plant in and of itself that is very key and essential and important to E Because with everything that's going on, with the, the databases being encrypted, with the, basically the global collapse happening throughout the world, if you will, um, in particular the American economy tanking, for them to be so concerned about a plant that at this point in time, in the series, considering that. Elliot's father died in 1995. Some of this may have occurred like in the 9189 type of a range. It's almost been 20 plus years that this plant has been in operation, that this this incident has happened. Uh, That plant could possibly have been uh, in operation much longer than that. For them to be concerned about that type of a plant of that type of age, um, it's just telling, it's indicative, if you will, that there's some sort of extra value to it, beyond just this whole lawsuit. Because eCorp could easily just pay everybody off and just kind of get rid of everybody. They can not actually accept blame, if you will. Uh, we see this all the time with various lawsuits. But they just, you know, pay some form of restitution, somehow kind of settle everything and let this issue die out. But, they, but that has not actually happened. The other thing is the, the eCoin. Uh, Phil Price believes the solution out of this current economic dilemma, if you will, the, this thing that I think that they're trying to take advantage of to position eCorp at a greater claim, if you were, will, to the, the global economy, to to economic situation, is these e-coins. Now, ecoin seems to be the equivalent, if you will, to Bitcoin, but Bitcoin actually exists in the world. So e-coin is more like this, corporate coin and we'll, we'll, we'll go into the, um, the nature of Bitcoin in itself which is um, part of the show and it's part of the Ray storyline about him and Silk Road uh, what exactly if Bitcoin is if you don't are unfamiliar with it but in essence to kind of kind of break it down uh, in order to have a corporate coin if you will one in which a corporation like E Corp controls they're going to need to have a significant amount of computing power, and I think that is what is in the Watership town. I think they have uh, they have built something there, um, and what I think they have built is a quantum computer. And we'll get into the nature of that and why it's important when it comes to cryptography, but most importantly, is, when it comes to uh, ecoin that is in that Watership plant and it's not yet activated because it's very difficult. To not only build a quantum computer, the hardware in itself, but the software and combining the two together. It's just recently, within the last couple years, that what we would consider to be a true quantum computer may or may not have come out. Um, I'm going to read about the Motherboard article that just came out um, August 8th. But Google has stated that they have a quantum computer. Uh, There's a couple places that say they have a quantum computer. And then there's quantum computers. That people are calling quantum computers, but they're not, and I'll explain what that is, called D-Wave computers. And in order for E-Corp to have that, that dominance in the world, that domination in the world economically, but most importantly, it seems to also have some sense of absolute complete control of the economy, but the governments, if you will, around the world, they would need something like a quantum computer to do that. And uh, when I break down the Watership Town conspiracy, the various parts, if you will, as I lay out the table. Uh, I'll explain how that's going to go about. But in essence, what this conspiracy is about is basically E-Corp, along with somehow White Rose, is attached to it. And I'm not sure if she's attached to it as a member of the Dark Army or as a member of the Chinese government, because then we get into the whole political thing there. What you have is a company that is seeking to in essence be the slow provider of the world economy. And what I mean by that is I mean is the commodities, the bonds, the property, the cash, if you will, the wealth creation of the world is gonna come through them and not through governments. I mean the if you look at your any bill that you have currently in your hand is the, through the full faith and credit of the United States government, that, that piece of paper is backed. And that's what a majority of countries are like that, is backed by the, the stance and the power of that particular government. Um, majority of governments now are no longer backed by gold, which used to be the standard of wealth creation uh, throughout history, was, was basically gold, uh, controlling gold, silver, property, if you will, and armies. I mean, which is still something that goes on today. But with the adventation of Bitcoin and the concept of e-cash, which has been around for a very long time, but actually coming into existence, the ability to take that that, that power, that creation of wealth out of the hands of the government, uh, which is what Bitcoin does, and placing it um, in the hands of a corporation, which is what uh, e-corp is do, uh, trying to do. Uh, is going to be a really significant game-changer. And I think it's the thing that Elliot spoke about, how you can't allow, as part of the second phase, you can't allow E-Corp to bounce back. And I'm uncertain whether or not Elliot is aware of what's going on in the Watership Town Plant beyond the fact that it poisoned his father and resulted in his death. Or if he is familiar with all the various connections and inroads that are going on. But it would be interesting to see that that what F Society has done with the the crypting of the servers and the crash, that that is bringing this plan that's actually been in development for some long, some, I think for a very long time on the part of E Corp as something that they want to debut, uh, bringing it into existence earlier. So to kind of just summarize real quick, because I know I kind of rambled along here, is that the Watershop Town Conspiracy is the keeping of the particular plant in and of itself hidden from everybody. Whatever is inside that plant, whatever it is that they're building, E-Corp doesn't want it to be known. I think it's a quantum computer, and I think it is it is what uh, Philip Price wants to do is in backing the E-Coin, and that the White Rose is supporting this to some extent. Not completely, because I think she... Doesn't completely believe into the in the plan in itself on that end, but on the part of Philip Price and White Rose, uh, utilizing what is going on right now to kind of take control of the army. I'm not the the army, but taking control of the economy, the global economy. I think that's what is at play here. So we're gonna break down the various parts. I'm gonna explain what eCash is, which is what Bitcoin is, which is the real world thing that exists right now, which is being utilized by. Uh, If if we see in the back of uh, the scenes in the the background of all the the various episodes, you see the little, uh, the Bitcoin truck. You see, you've heard it mentioned and part of Ray's website that uh, Bitcoin is used on his site. I'm going to explain about, a little bit about quantum computing, what it is, uh, what the machines are. The kind of hints about the fact that um, the type of cancer that, Elliot's father has um, had and most likely Angela's mother had uh, is a bit of a hint of the type of development or what type of a plant it is because there are some real-world things that have happened, the toxic nature of creating computer components. So let's talk about the Water Township plant. Uh, This is a plant upon which Elliot's father, uh, Edward um, Anderson and Angela's mother whose name we don't know uh, worked at and there was a leak and a result of the leak a number of the workers there and it seems like it's the population around that plant uh, had cancer, developed cancer because of this leak. There was a cover-up uh, orchestrated or at least Terry Colby and the two men that uh, Angela went to dinner with uh, participated in the meeting to keep that cover-up going to cover it up and basically end up firing a number of workers. No doubt, these workers end up dying from cancer. No doubt, uh, other people have died for cancer and such, uh, such of the nature and the various lawsuits that have been going on. And something that is not known or is not widely publicized a lot is the fact that a lot of these the components for electronics, uh, the the means upon which to make chips and things of that nature, it's very toxic. There's another, there's a side component to that. It wasn't until I would say within the last 20 years that there's been enough uh, studies when it comes to how manufacturing is done in the computer industry that has resulted in a a lot of cancer happening to a number of the workers. Um, This is from a, a Gizmodo article, and I'm pretty sure some of this may have been the inspiration for the the toxic leak or if you will the inspiration for like the lawsuits and things of that nature of what what goes on there uh, for the show but this article written by Kelsey Campbell Doglin uh, today's Silicon Valley and it's called uh, the secret history of Silicon Valley and the toxic remnants of the first computers today's Silicon Valley is a dreamy office scape a place where ideas and networks and currency but in the 60s and 70s A Silicon Valley proper manufactured hardware, and this industry boom created one of the most polluted places in America. If you live in Silicon Valley, there's probably not news to you, but maybe you even attended this month's EPA-led community meeting about the latest redemption news. Uh, Journalists have written about the side effects of Silicon Valley, too. Uh, In 2001, uh, writing in Salon, Jim Fisher investigated the toxic soil and high rates of cancers among workers at IBM. Uh this article again comes from uh Giz uh Gizmode. Uh November twentieth of twenty fifteen. So IBM, a number of IBM workers uh, sued IBM because of their cancer rates. Uh, a lot of the different types of job positions uh, resulted in them receiving, you know, this exposure. Uh, there's the chip washers. Uh this week a semiconductor make- maker based in Phoenix brought another semiconductor maker called Fairchild for a few billion dollars, and not not a big familiar name like Apple, but Fairchild was among the several other small startups, pioneering the technology and powers all of our electronics all the way back to the 50s. The silicone manufacture technology developed at these companies turned it quite... Okay, so I'm going to skip around here and get into the meat of here. So there's a method to, to do this. Um, basically, it has to do with the super-pure silicon created by pulling a sea C-crystal through a vast of molten silicon until it formed a thick, multilayer ingot like the one seen in the Fairchild promotional video, which I'll have a link to this article, and the one above of the Raython lab below. The saucer shaped ingots were then shaved into thin wafers and polished using a number of chemicals. After came the process of printing transitions into chips, which required deg- degreasers and solvents, including the sweet smell of trichloric tri- ethanol, TEC, Which was only classified as a carcinogen by the EPA in 2005, and later would be found in the groundwater around Silicon Valley after leaking from a dozen of different manufacturing sites. TCE, which was the first made in the U.S. in the 1920s, has been used at various points of history as an engine part degreaser and an alternative to chloroform. Now, chloroform is known to be a toxin and can cause all sorts of serious of health issues, is why it was stopped being utilized. In manufacturing but this at the time a lot of these factories were being um, built and done and this technique to make this the, the chips the silicone chips if you will that is essential for electronics a lot of it wasn't known um, there's been issues of whether or not how much IBM for example knew about the toxic side effects of their method of manufacturing but what has happened is that a lot of these places you know is leaked into the the groundwater there's a high rate of cancer surrounding a lot of these uh, near or not far from these particular manufacturing sites. For example, um, a chip company called CTS, which is still from this article, printed, uh, Printex Incorporated, are being mitigated. Uh, in a lawsuit, in 2013, 1,000 Google workers in an office building near the site were exposed to excessive levels of the TCE in the air over, over a period of two months. A super site that where Apple is building its new campus is a 15-acre site where the company's manufactured com- uh, semiconductors in the 1980s was by uh, Instellar Incorporated, ASIMO's co- components. There's 23 soil vapor extraction wells have been built along with a carbon absorption treatment facility. The groundwater is being extracted, treated by air stripping, and discharged in the Calabas Creek. In less than 30 years, this patch of soil has gone from farmland to the site of technology revolution to a massive cluster of superfunded cleanup sites. So, there's a lot of these cleanup sites that are happening around these areas because of the toxicity. It's really the toxicity of developing a lot of these computers. And it makes me think because of. Now, because of the nature of creating these components that are necessary for computers and the toxic side effects. And the fact that uh, E-Corp on the show was attempting, if you will, um, to hide all that, and that because so much of Mr. Robot is inspired by the real world, and we know that these very, as I explained that a number of these different companies, um, you know, have shown, you know, the toxic nature, uh, cancer rates are happening and surrounding these, where these plants are, that it has. There has to be more than just not admitting to the courts or to the public that, for example, for example, that that they're responsible for the cancer to their to their workers and paying for those health costs or any kind of compensation for the dead uh, to the to the some remaining surviving family members. There has to be something else going on there, and in particular, I was wondering what exactly could. What could that plant be building? What is it that they're building that's different from all the other plants that they have that they want to keep this place, a place that at one point in time was leaking toxic gases, if you will, to its um, to its workers, and as a result of which they have um, you know died of cancer given the nature of the type of cancer that these workers have experienced. And the type of leakage it makes me think that you know not only is it a, a chip manufacturing plant but this might be a plant that might be in fact creating either the first series or eventually the actual series of quantum chips that are going to be utilized for a quantum computer in particular there's a, a couple forums on one is a d-wave computer that some think is a quantum computer and then there's other studies that are not um making it a quantum computer and I'll explain what a quantum computer is. But basically what it is, is it's a box that houses a computer chip that is kept at uh, absolute zero degrees. Um, a quantum computer needs to be at absolute zero degrees or it won't work at all. It won't it won't function. It has to be maintained at that amount or it, it ceases to function. And so it makes me think that something like that must have been built within the, uh, the plant in order for them to quant- kind of want to keep it secret. Because while a number of different uh, quantum projects are out there, including Google and MIT and stuff like that, a lot of them are in conjunction with various segments or entities within governments. And it's not necessarily a pure, on its own, completely corporate-owned um, computing Project. It is some form of partnership with some government entity, which um, could be problematic if you're going to implement the type of plans that I'm going to talk about as part of this conspiracy. But that makes me think, given um, what is understood about, uh, for example, the D-Wave computer, the type of computer chip is a, um, I'm getting this from Wicca, um, the first produced D-Wave processor was a programmable superconducting integrated circuit with up to 120 128 pairwise coupled superconducting, superconducting flux qubits. Uh, the 120 qubit processor was suspended by a, superseded by a 512 qubit processor in 2013, and the processor is designed to implement a special purpose quantum leaning as opposed to being operated as a universal gate model co- quantum computer. So that type of a chip that could have been built within um, within that plant would have been something that not only would have been revolutionary, but might have been something not only completely prioritory, but in the end, something that maybe Evil Corp did not want to get out there because they didn't want to use the quantum ch- chip, if you will, or any aspect of the quantum programming, the quantum computer conjunction with any kind of government entity. And the reason why... Um I think it is a quantum computer, personally, is because Bitcoin already exists. And when we explain what eCoin is and the nature of eCash and and Bitcoin, by creating um, a product similar to Bitcoin, if you will, in people's mindset, is not enough for eCorp to get out of the hole that it's in. I mean, Philip Price, that is his hat trick, if you will, that is his ace up his sleeve that somehow is going to save E-Corp, but also bring um, the global economy, fix the global economy, if you will, that E-Corp is going to be the great savior of this uh, economic collapse. In order for that hat trick to work, it can't be like Bitcoin where it's decentralized and peer-to-peer. It has to be um, centralized like and under the control of E-Corp, but it has to be stronger, it has to be power- more powerful, and it has to be more versatile, if you will. And not only that, because Ecorp has a global infrastructure, it has to be a, a type of system that not only will it be successfully incorporated within the Ecorp infrastructure, but worldwide as well. And most importantly, it has to be secure, it has to be safe. And the only way to do that right now, I think, to utilize a type of system that's similar to Bitcoin, this e-coin, this uh, wealth generator, if you will, uh, e- this e-cash uh, system, this generator of wealth that takes the power of wealth generation out of the hands of governments. But now, instead of b- with Bitcoin, where it's the hands of the individuals, but in the hands of a corporation, you're going to have to have a quantum computer to back that up. You're going to have to have a cryptography system that is so powerful and is incapable of being broken by anybody currently out there, it cannot be hacked. It can't be uh, jury-rigged or some way. It can't be a deal, uh, have a DOS attack or anything like that. You're going to have to have a quantum computer. And I'm thinking that is what is being built within that particular plant that is the home place of Angela and Elliot. It has to be that Watertown plant. It has to be something special. It has to be generating or creating something special. And the only thing I can think of at this point in time the significant in the computing world that is special is a quantum computer and ties into the concept of e So before we talk about e and I've, i dropped it about about a little bit we have to explain what quantum computers are just a tiny bit. I'm not going to get too technical on the explanation but I'm just going to p- kind of get into the basics of it and most importantly how it might tie into the water township in the sense that um the leakage, if you will, the specialness of that particular plant. So, what is a quantum computer? I am going to go to Reddit, because I think this is probably the the best explanation of it, and it comes from an ELL5 quantum computing, explain it like I'm 5 from Reddit. How do they theoretically work? Why are they supposed to be faster? What are their consequences of them in terms of privacy? And why aren't they commonplace yet? So... This uh, explanation, and it's from a year ago, comes from uh, Pyre Spirit. There are some good explanations of of what they are here, but none yet on why they're faster. The reason for this is something called the quantum random walk. There's a method of getting from one place to another in the classical world called the random walk. There are a series of steps which can be taken, but the path is not determined. So a way you get there is by exploring each path one at a time and try to find the shortest path. In the classical world, it's just the world that we live in and all the current computers, electronics, devices that we currently have, this takes a lot of time as you have to follow one path to its end, then follow a different path to its end, over and over and over in order to try and find the shortest path. In a quantum world, however, you can follow every path simultaneously. This dramatically shortens the time necessary to find the shortest path. And then here's another little good explanation about quantum computers. A computer works with zeros and ones. If you have enough zeros and enough ones, you can remember anything. But the thing is, each one can only be a zero or a one and never both. You're limited in this regard. Because this means that no matter how many zeros and ones you have, you can only make one calculation at a time. You can make it really fast, but you can only make one calculation at any given point in time. However, some particles can be more than one state in the same time. If you can make a computer where each bit could do this, you could have one bit be both a zero and a one at the same time. Sound of mind exploring Let's call these qubits. Since each one can be both at the same time, you can make many, many calculations once and thus you can calculate something in less time and you have a faster computer. So because you can do these calculations all at the same time, if you're trying to figure out a problem, if you're trying to, for example, Break an encryption code. Say I don't know the encryption that is on the servers for E E Corp, both in the states and in China. With a quantum computer, you can thus, in essence, figure out the keys in a very rapid fashion and break them basically, because uh, you because of the quantum computer can simultaneously f- go through all the different. Probable scenarios until they can find the right key and solve the problem. That's why all the current uh, security measures that we currently have in our current state of the world, if a quantum computer were to become fully functional, were to come online, those security parameters will be broken rather fast and rather quickly. For example, uh, credit card transactions, bank transactions are encrypted. That information can now, with a quantum computer, should it come active, be broken and read. Currently, at the state of time, you you're not capable of reading that information unless you already have the key, unless you do a lot of other things to hack and find that information. The actual breaking down the the messages, if you will, is unknowable. You can't do it really in sense. You have to do a lot of circum circumstantial stuff. But if you're able to solve the mathematical problem, solve the problem that allows you to have the key and thus access to that information, then you can see it. With a quantum computer, because they can go through all the various scenarios all at once at the same time, It's it will break that code. There will, there will not be a math problem. There will not be a, a cryptographic program out there in existence that could resist a quantum computer. You literally will have to create an entire new system of cartography that is based on the principles of simultaneous calculations that would prevent a quantum computer from, f- from breaking it or figuring it out. So why this is important is because if you're E-Corp and you're trying to dominate the economic world, if you have a quantum computer and you're a financial institution which is being demonstrated with E-Corp, essentially is is a financial marketplace, is a bank, is a credit card, it's loans, it does all those things. And you literally want to be free of governments, free of control by anybody. If you somehow were able to control a quantum computer, develop the most fast the fastest computer in the known world and thus break any type of cryptography, any type of security system in place by done by either, not only yourself as a company, but by any corporation out there, you could, in essence, control the world, because you now currently have a computer that renders everybody else obsolete. But that in of itself is not enough. Even if you've taken a computer and rendered something in itself obsolete, who says that any government or any body or any entity is going to allow you to place that computer online, or allow you to activate it or do anything with it. The only way that you perhaps can in theory get around that without having any interference is as if the government in itself controls that quantum computer. Because nobody wants to live in a world in which such a type of system were put in place then the game is over in essence. But if you're evil corp and you want to control the economy you somehow are able to stealthily develop this and put this in place and go through all the software parameters do all the ins and outs and create a very sophisticated quantum computer that is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else then not only do you have the most powerful computer in the world but you can combine that with the concept of e-cash and thus have the most powerful economic market in the world so in order for me to explain what eCoin is, um, I first have to explain what Bitcoin is, which is something that's been part of the show from the very beginning. It was mentioned in passing, in season one. Um, it was in the f- first part of second season two premiere, uh, where you saw the Bitcoin truck. It's what Ray is using as a form of payment on his dark market website, which is very similar to what was done in the real world with the Silk Road uh, website uh, in fact they even utilize the same you know pseudonym which is uh, the dread pirate Roberts so um, this definition comes from our Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin is the currency of the internet a distributed worldwide decentralized digital money unlike traditional currencies such as dollars bitcoins are issued and managed without any central authority whatsoever there's no government company or bank in charge of Bitcoin As such, is more resistant to wild inflation and corrupt banks. With Bitcoin, you can be your own bank. So let's break this down a little bit. Uh, Bitcoin is the currency of the internet. This is one of the big key things when it comes to payment forms on the internet, even with PayPal, um, Vimo, uh, credit cards, debit cards, any of those type of transactions that occur on the internet. It's not secure enough. It, it truly isn't. Um, the reason why a lot of goods and services are probably as expensive, expensive as they are, even though if they are cheaper on the internet than they are in the store, is because of fraud. Because people are able to duplicate the credit card and debit card uh, information so easily. There's been so many hacks. Uh, it's so easy and impossible for that to happen. That you know things have to be... There's so many fees associated with that banking process that things become, um, the goods and services have that built-in price into it. Um, there's also a thing about chargebacks. Chargebacks are when someone says they didn't purchase something or they want a refund. And so a vendor can lose out on that especially considering that credit cards are designed to protect the individual more so than the vendor. If an individual says that, uh, they didn't get the item, then they, credit card company is going to give that refund back to the individual even if the merchant is capable of proving that yes they did deliver the goods and services it's just not how the credit card companies work uh with debit even with debit and banking uh being decentralized means that nobody you know again no centralized authority allows it can control it um You know, the dollar is backed by the full-faith credit of the United States, and its it's monetary policies are pretty much set by the Fed, and that is a central authority, and there's no such institutions in place with Bitcoin. With Bitcoin, there's only 21 million coins that will ever exist, period. Uh, So you don't have to worry about quantum easing, or somebody uh, going in the back and just turning on the printer, just because they want to create uh, more wealth, or even debase the dollar to perceive that it has a greater value because things, uh, because some other country might be able to purchase your goods um, easier because you know the dollar is cheaper or something to that nature. Um, that's not going to happen. You also don't have banks having such a significant influence. On Bitcoin, like we saw with Philip Price basically telling the Fed to get the votes necessary for him to get the bailout um, for EvoCorp. You're not going to have that type of input in this particular type of monetary system. And then I'm going to give you another definition of Bitcoin because it's pretty important to understand and know what it is. So here's another definition and basically in essence this is using Bitcoin just kind of summarizes the concept of digital money online and what cryptocurrency is and the basic difference between a Bitcoin and an Ecoin and and by giving this easier definition I will be able to explain how Ecoin is going to be different. So this comes from we use coins and it defines Bitcoin like this. It's easy, person to person. You send Bitcoin from your computer, tablet, smartphone, or other devices to anyone anywhere in the world day and night. So there is no monetary, um, currently there's no monetary restrictions. For example, if I wanted to send $10,000 to anyone in the States, you know, from, from myself to my mom because she, she needs to purchase a, a car or something like that. It would cause a red flag in, into the to the system because ten, anything that's greater at that ten thousand dollars or greater triggers um, Fincen, which is a, a financial arm of the U.S. government, and they they're going to think about mon you know money laundering or something like that. Um, my bank is may not let me do it because I may have not done it before. They might question it in fact might put a delay on it, um, even though she might need it right then and there. It might take two to three days. And so th- and that's just for my bank to transmit it to her bank. And then her bank might say, you know um, this might be suspicious and she might not get it from five to seven days from the initial transmission. With Bitcoin, that's not the case. There's nothing blocking it. If I wanted to send $10,000 in value of Bitcoin to my mother, it's done like that in a snap, like an email. Um, it will be there within either from 6 to, you know, 6 seconds to 6 minutes, depending on what type of wallet I'm using. The most, you know, maybe 10 minutes. Um, it secure, strong cryptography. Bitcoin verifies transaction- transactions with the same state-of-the-art encryption that is used by banking, military, and government applications. It's open and fully decentralized. Bitcoin is open source. Nobody owns it. The most popular client... It's maintained by a community of open source developers. Again, there's no government entity, there's no Fed, there's no banking system like an E-Corp that might have um, a say on monetary policy or how many Bitcoins come into existence or what the fees are or how the miners operate. I mean, there's a lot of components to the Bitcoin to make it happen. Um, that is not the case. And it's fair, um, minimal fees. Using the Bitcoin network is free, except for a voluntary fee you can use to speed up transaction processes. And that is something that you don't have to pay. So, for example, if I want to send uh, my mother that $10,000 in Bitcoin, I can do it without the fee, and it might take um, an hour for it to transmit. Because, you know, miners like to get paid. They're the ones responsible for maintaining the network. But if I choose to do a fee, say the fees might be, you know, 60 cents. By adding $0.60 cents to the transaction, my $10,000 will get there within the 6-10 to 10 minute time frame. And so that's us um, reuse coin's definition. How eCoin is going to be different is it's still going to have the same components of person-to-person, the method of transmission. Um, I think if you've ever been on Twitter or through Facebook, you might have seen the E-Messenger app, which is an E-Coin or uh, EvoCorp messaging app through Twitter. Um, If you're familiar with Telegram or Vimo or Facebook Messenger, I think WhatsApp, these are all messengers. You could transmit money through those messaging apps. You can do it through, um, I think Facebook uses PayPal. Um, Telegram and WhatsApp allows you to use Bitcoin if you choose to. But you can link your credit card or debit card to these, web, these messaging apps and you can send um, money to your friends or family um, for, for whatever reason through the messaging app. And it's very easy uh, for people to do. Maybe you need to pay someone for drinks or pizza or they got stranded on the side of the road or your kid needs um, gas money. That is something that can be done. And they can then in turn um, basically use their messaging app to much like Apple Pay or Samsung Pay or those type of pay systems, just swipe their phone over the little counter device and boom, the, the money's sent. You can pretty much do this with Bitcoin as well. At any retail that accepts Bitcoin, same process too, but less fees and I would think uh, more security and higher value. Now where it differs here is in the next two, two parts here. Secure strong cryptography is going to have the same secure strong cryptography, but it's going to be done with a quantum computer. And because it's a quantum computer or quantum um, computations, not only is it going to be very secure because no one's going to be able to crack it, but it's going to be transmitted in such a faster and higher processing rate that it's going to be very instantaneous. The moment I hit enter, if I were to transmit, you know, that $10,000 using the eCoin system, my mother will have it, and it will have the value. It will be like a one second, probably even less than a second, for that value of money to be transmitted. And that would be the distinctual difference between, you know, Bitcoin and Ecoin, and why it would need to be better than Bitcoin, is that instantaneous transaction. The other part is that it will not be decentralized. It will be completely controlled by E, the evil corp. Corporation. It will utilize the, the quantum computer that they control. It will utilize this already inf- existing infrastructure, much like a country, if you will, where people will probably be able to take their e coins and purchase all their goods and services with the use of e coins. I bet even initially there might be even a discount if you pay for with e coin. You get like a 10% discount using e coins versus using dollars. Not only that, but because we know that there's a $50 allowance, there won't be the, that type of economic restriction on an e-coin. You can spend more than $50 on with the use of e-coin. And because of that, people are going to transmit their wealth into e-coin, uh, much like they're probably most likely doing so with Bitcoin to get around that uh, $50 allowance. And now I'm just going to kind of break down some of the components that I make up to um, make up Bitcoin that which uh, Ecoin would have, but be a little bit different. Um, the blockchain is a public ledger that records the Bitcoin transactions. I'm getting this definition from Wikipedia. As a component of Bitcoin, a novel solution accomplishes that without any trusted central authority. Maintenance of the blockchain is performed by a network of communication nodes running Bitcoin software. In this case, with Ecoin, it will be the quantum computers that Ecoin. Uh, or evil core uh, controls they would also control the network uh, the transactions the transactions of form payer x and y bitcoins to pay, pay Z, are broadcast to the network using readable available software application the network nodes can invalidate transactions and add them to their copy of the ledger and then they broadcast these ledgers additions to other nodes the blockchain is a distributed database to achieve an independent verification of the chain of ownership of any and every, Bitcoin amount. Each network node stores its own copy of the blockchain. Approximately six times per hour, a new group of accepted transactions of block is created, added to the blockchain, and quickly published to all nodes. This allows Bitcoin software to determine when a particular Bitcoin amount has been spent, which is necessary in order to prevent double spending in an environment without central oversight. Whereas the conventional ledger records the transfers of actual bills or promissory notes that exist apart from it. Blockchain is the only place that Bitcoin can be said to exist in the form of unspent outputs of transactions. So I would imagine that the eCoin would operate in a similar fashion. But that public portion, that public transaction, wouldn't be known by the users. It would only be known by eCorp. They would know how much money is being sent and transmitted through the network because they are the ones that control the miners and control the nodes and control the ledger the only thing that the person controls with the eCoin is probably the amount that is on their wallet, the units, if you will, how much they have and how much they're willing to purchase or um, purchase or utilize. Um, there will no doubt be some kind of private or public key. Um, I think it would be smart on the evil corpse part to allow for the use of private key but i would imagine what they would do is much in the same way that coinbase controls um the private keys of people's bitcoins is a coinbase is a wallet as well as an exchange so basically you would use the e-messenger app it would have your e-coins on it um because you sign into the e-messenger app and you have access to the app you have access to coin much like your your physical wallet but in order for it for you to have you wouldn't have absolute control of it because the actual private keys the the ownership of it would still be in control of eCorp, they would have um complete access to it so for example, think of um a private and public key as this. A public key would be like your mailing address, and the only way to access the information associated with the mailing address is you have to have the physical key. in that case, I would have my house key that would open the door. Or open my mailbox and I can access the information there. Well, what eCorp will do is they will bypass that. They would own the mail key. And they will allow me to have the public address. But what they will do is they will maybe like cut a hole that only I will be able to access at any time. But they still have the key that will demonstrate ownership. So at any point in time, if they wanted to, they could just take um that information out of my public address at any given moment i hope that makes sense um in mining again the mining would be done by um the quantum computers that uh Evil Corp owns and because of that i would imagine that the supply while bitcoin is at 21 um million coins will ever come to existence and no other new coin will ever be created ever again. I would imagine ecoin when it initially comes out into existence there may be a set amount but it's not going to be 21 million. I would imagine that Philip Price if he wants to somehow supplant the dollar he would have to create some e-coins that would still have the same kind of principles that all digital cash has but there's a set amount and there's no um inflation um inflation well there's some coins that don't have that but in the case of the comparison with bitcoin there's a set amount so there's no inflation i would imagine he would do something like i don't know oh to keep the math simple like 500 billion co- coins or maybe one trillion e-coins will come to existence and that's the only amount of e-coins that there ever will be these quantum computers control the network. They're the ones who compute the computations for the e-coins. They verify the transactions. They do everything that you would accept, expect from a digital cash. But there's only one trillion in existence. And its value would come from the full faith credit of not only the evil corp, but also the, the math principles. So when I mean my full faith credit, I mean that the e-coins would probably be able to spend in e, any e-coin or the existing infrastructure. So if there's a grocery store that uh, Evil Corp owns, you'll be able to purchase your goods and services with those e-coins. And I would bet initially when it comes out, because of the economic crisis that's going on or the supposed crisis going on on Mr. Robot, you could probably spend um, more of your money, you would get a discount, if you will, by using eCoin. Not only that, but you would get around the $50 allowance because you're able to spend more um, money because of the value of eCoin. So, for example, if you were to transfer your dollars that you possess, say you have $100. Now you have $100 that you can spend at one time because you don't have that cash restrictions, but you're spending, you know, ecoins instead of dollars. And because... Uh, the math um, e-coins will never have like a zero or non-existing value but it might be, initially when it comes out it might be valued less than uh, than the dollar, so for example, you know how the dollar is broken down into a penny as the lowest monetary value say for example, one e-coin is worth um, one hundredth of a penny, so you have to have a hundred e-coins to get a penny in order to get, you know ten cents, you would have to have a thousand coins and so far and so forth and so initially when the e coins come out they will have you know less value than the dollar but because you're getting a discount at spending at e you know evil core places and because of the math and because you're able to transfer the dollar wealth into e coin by exchanging it out and able to get around the $50 allowance I imagine that that value as um You know, trading markets forms that ecoin, one single ecoin would rise in value. Like currently, right now, Bitcoin is worth five hundred and sixty dollars, but because of where you can purchase your stuff, versus um, with Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin you can purchase it in a lot of places, but not everywhere in existence. But with ecoin, because of its large, I would imagine, global thumbprint, and you purchase it everywhere. And you can get around that fifty dollar allowance, it would increase in value. And not only that, but I think because of all its, um, as observed it with Romero's um, mother, all its connection with all the different debit and credit card systems and the payment um, processing units, it would have a much larger global presence and in infrastructure than necessary. Just um, spending it at uh, Evil Corp's only, you know, stores or places. You probably might be able to spin in at McDonald's because it has a, a, a Evil Corp uh, money transmitting device. So just like there's an Apple Pay and a Samsung Pay, you now can have an, the ecoin Pay, and this would position Evil Corp not only out of the current economic rut that it is in as a corporation, but it would have a significant control of. The monetary system because it just now created its own monetary supply without a government, without any, um, you know, wars or armies or anything like that, without any government oversight. And it will be not something that anything the government would stop doing because it's uh, uplifting the economy. People are spending money, um, people are paying their bills, they're not riding in the streets. And it would significantly shift shift the status of Evil Corp not only as a corporation but its wealth and standing in the world it would end up within a very short time I would say controlling the the wealth of the world in itself because of the crisis that was created by uh, the encryption in the database In conclusion, the basic principles of the theory, or I should say, what the theory is, is that Philip Price and Evil Corp are maintaining and keeping the plant going for the sole purpose of building the quantum chips necessary for the quantum computer so that they can eventually launch an e-coin, a cryptocurrency virtual coin, that will allow them to have economic dominance in the world. This is something that is, appears to be done in conjunction with White Rose who is not only a head of the security of cybersecurity in China or some kind of security minister, minister but also the head of Dark Army. And uh, they either manipulate the S-Society plant or they're f- taking full advantage of it to bring Evil Corp to be the not only the saver of the global collapse but eventually the soul economic provider of everything your bonds your treasury your property uh, your monetary policy your currency will come through a corporation instead of a a government so that's the end of this thread Uh, thank you for listening and logging off for now Thank you for joining us on this chat. You can find us on all podcast outlets such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and any podcast catcher. You can reach us on Twitter at FSocietyIRC, our website at FSocietyIRC.xyz. You can email us at FSocietyIRC at ProtonMail.com. Our music attributes are under the Creative Commons license number three. The intro music is by Monk. The song is called The Planet Shakers, the Paragraph Remix. Our outro music is by Trevev Halbuka, and the song is Kapa." as well as Quana, and the song is Demons. You can support the show either via the QR code in the show notes by contributing with a Bitcoin, or through PayPal, and there's a link in the show notes where you can PayPal me under Hiroja's Shy. If you're very into uh, cryptocurrency, you can also tip me through a chainship at Hiroja, or one name at Horosia. Thank you very much for listening and look forward to hearing from you. Logging off This has been a Herosia Shive Space Odyssey Network production.